Welcome to Let's Talk About Life, a weekly podcast brought to you by LifeBank, the organ, eye, and tissue recovery agency in Northeast Ohio. Donation can be a complicated subject, but it is really all about life. So spend a few minutes as we unravel the complexities of donation. So come on, let's talk about life. Colleen Flynn Goss knows what a challenge looks like and has remarkably overcome many in her lifetime with style and grace. Being a young woman in her teens, Colleen noticed her vision was changing and it was discovered that she had a disease that affected her eyesight. Keratoconus is an eye condition in which the normal round dome-shaped cornea progressively thins, causing a cone-like bulge to develop. This results in significant visual impairment. It's been estimated to occur in one out of every 2,000 persons in the general public. Although Colleen's vision was deteriorating, she didn't let that deter her from her education and became an attorney and is now an intellectual property lawyer, advising domestic and international clients on all aspects of trademark law. Colleen also went on to raise a family and was able to be there when her sister needed her the most. Hi, you're listening to episode 77 of Let's Talk About Life. I'm your host, Colleen Gerber, kidney recipient and LifeBank staff member. We're so pleased to talk with a very special guest, Colleen Flynn Goss, who has an extraordinary connection to donation and transplantation. You see, Colleen's keratoconus was treated with four cornea transplants. And if that wasn't enough, Colleen then went on to become a living kidney donor for her sister, Karen. She also serves on the board of the Cleveland iBank Foundation. And just a couple of weeks ago, Colleen went over the edge <laughs> for LifeBank and to raise awareness for the Cleveland iBank Foundation and organ, eye, and tissue donation in general. Colleen, thanks for sharing your story with us. How remarkable. Hi, Colleen. Thank you for having me. We're so excited, and it was such a pleasure watching you. <laughs> it was a wonderful event. What, what did you think? Um, it was my second time, and, you know, you kind of forget until you're on the roof, and then you say, oh, I'm going to do this. Uh, but it's pretty, it's pretty exhilarating, and you know, to raise funds and support and an awareness, uh, eye and organ and tissue donation is it made it well worth it. But uh, it was fun. It was great, Colleen. As I mentioned in the introduction, you were diagnosed with an eye disease that significantly affected your eyesight. Can you take us back to that time and share what that experience was like for you? I was, I don't know, 15, 16, and I suddenly noticed that I couldn't really see very well. And I, I am the daughter of a surgeon and a nurse. So, of course, you know, there's not really anything wrong with you. And <laughs> they were certain that I just wanted those granny glasses because this was the late 60s, early 70s. But lo and behold, we um, discovered that I had um, an eye disease called keratoconus, which was described to me at the time as your corneas take the shape of a cone pretty much and then it's treated with um, hard lenses and so for several years I wore rigid uh, contact lenses 
and but it just kept progressing. By the time I was in law school, I just really couldn't see very well. I, I was pretty much blind out of my right eye. And so that is uh, when I had my first transplant, 1979. Wow, that was really cutting edge at the time. In 1979, cornea transplants weren't as common as they are today. What was that procedure like for you? Well, um, it's interesting. I um, I lived in Youngstown, and so I was referred to a surgeon here. And he said, well, you know, it's the summertime. It should be about six weeks or so before we find a donor. So there was a wait. I stayed in the hospital three days. It was done at a general anesthesia. And then you fast forward to my third surgery about three years ago. And the only thing that held it up was, you know, how long did it take to get the insurance company to agree? <laughs> there was no wait time, which is, you know, it's a wonderful testament to the fact that there are more donors now. It was outpatient. I mean, they even put the little gown over my clothes. Um, wow. I was in and out in, you know, a couple hours. Hatch was off in two hours. It was very different. I mean, you know, technically, I don't know. <laughs> but I know that from my experience, it was, um, it was vastly different. Yeah, as a patient, I think that's where you see how far we have progressed is in the patient experience. Right. When you do have a cornea transplant, how come you require a second transplant? I believe it's unusual. I uh, developed shared bones again. I'm floundering a little here because I'm not quite sure why. I asked years and years ago, 40 years ago, is this systemic or is it just in the tissue? And I was told it was just tissue. And then years later, I have keratoconus again. And I said, but you told me. And there's a possibility that maybe enough margin wasn't taken uh, the first time. So there's still tissue left where you develop the disease again. At least that was for me. Other people, there are so many other reasons for having cornea transplants that may or may not require repeat. Every transplant is, is different and every recipient's story is different. So I can understand that. Colleen, you shared with us that you were in law school when you had your first cornea transplant. And obviously you've advanced and you've gone on. Uh, you're a trademark and copyright attorney. And I would imagine that your transplant had a huge impact on your education and your career. Can you explain to our listeners a little more in detail about what that was like for you and how your gift of sight has enabled you to be so successful? Off the bat, I was blind in one eye and you could tell who parked on which side of the garage. Um, Depth perception is difficult. So let's just say that my everyday life was a little difficult. Being in law school and then practicing law after that requires a lot of reading, a lot of time. And when you can't see out of one eye and the other one is not that good either, it is a struggle. And the transplant made my life significantly easier. It gave me the ability to to practice law and to do it well, and in just in just everyday things as well, not just my career, but my life. I mean, if I didn't have those transplants, would I have seen my children playing lacrosse? Would I have seen, you know, would I see the golf course? Would I see the Chicago River dyed green on St. Patrick's Day? 
no, I would have missed all of those things. There are many, many times that I think about how grateful I am to the donors and, and their families. And that's perfect because my next question would be, if you had the opportunity to speak to your cornea donors and their families, what would you tell them about their gift to you? Uh, well, first of all, I'm incredibly grateful, but I feel sometimes, you know, I, I, I wouldn't have lost my life like so many other transplant recipients, but it changed my life and it, it made me be able to have the life I have. But I will tell you that if I could give any one of those donor families who looking back, I would give it up. Wow. Wow. So profound. Then your sister, Karen, was in need of a kidney transplant. And you stepped up and obviously was a match for her kidney. What a selfless act, becoming a living donor. Can you share about that experience, what it was like to help your sister have a more healthful life and a much better quality of life through kidney transplant? You know, Colleen, it was just, it was a no-brainer in my mind. And I know that everyone is different and we all feel differently about donating our own organs. But for me, it was just a good question. I had to, she needed one. And uh, how could I sit by and not give that to her when she needed it? And as I said, I had two, she needed one. The, the difference in, in her life immediately. Um, in the hospital, I was, you know, kind of a wimpy, oh, I don't feel good. I think I'll get back in bed. And, you know, pretty soon she's like skipping in my room. I exaggerate, but it seemed like it. <laughs> um, just to see the difference between the woman who went in you know, 36 hours earlier and and the woman standing in my room was just amazing. Made everything worth it. Yeah, it is such a huge change and just makes such a huge impact on your life. It's amazing. Yeah. So I hope she's doing well. Karen's doing well. She is doing very well. And, you know, I have to also say that the transplant team there was really with us all the way through it. And there really weren't any questions left unanswered. They made it easy. And I've obviously had a tremendous impact on both of our lives. So I'm just grateful that we're able to do that. And how has it impacted your health? Not at all. Not at all. Well, I try to be a little more healthy in what I eat, (laughs) drink more water, but it really hasn't changed my life at all. Come on, I would tell down outside of the building. Has it changed my life much? <laughs> and yes, you did repel down the side of the building. I have not mustered the courage to do that. I am in <laughs> awe and I respect anybody who has. What an experience that was. What a day. Yeah, it's, it's funny. I kept saying, oh, you know, it's just that first step for the first 10 feet. And one of the women who is with the group that, that, that does this, that organizes. She's told that's why we call it over the edge, not walk down the wall. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, a little stress is okay if, you know, if it can help bring awareness and support to my organ and tissue donation. I'm all for it. Obviously, you really showed your commitment to organ and tissue donation. 
Colleen, what would you say to somebody who is a little apprehensive about either being a living donor or being a donor at the time of their death? What would you say to somebody who is just a little skeptical? Living donation is, it really is a personal thing and some people can't do it. And I would never say that everyone should or can. It is an emotional and psychological thing to go through. But if you have the opportunity, really consider it. You make a huge difference in someone's life and you will save their life. As far as being um, donors upon death, can't take it with you. Perfect. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Sorry. No, that's perfect. Is there anything that you would like to add or something that I didn't ask you that you want to share with our listeners? It's an honor to be a recipient. It was an honor to be a donor. And I hope that this will help people hear more clearly how important it is and how many people there are out there who need organ tissues and and eyes and how much the research needs to be done. So if you say, well, you know, I'm older or, you know, I have bad eyes or whatever, it doesn't matter. There's so much that can be done with your donation aside from your transplant. I know that seems gruesome to some people, but again, they can't take it with you. That's a great point that you bring up about research. Because of research, we've made the advances that we've made. You know, your experience with cornea transplant, the first one to the last one was so vast because of research and, you know, people giving of themselves for others in that way. It's an amazing gift. This is really an amazing gift that impacts lives in so many ways. Colleen, thank you for taking the time to talk with us and share your story with our audience. It's phenomenal. Well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. We hope you found today's episode inspiring and informative. Let's Talk About Life can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Music, Spotify, and other podcast providers. And of course, always on lifebank.org slash resources. We encourage you to subscribe and we invite you back next week. And come on, let's talk about life. Thank you for listening to Let's Talk About Life. If you have questions about today's podcast, reach out to us at info at lifebank.org. Take a few minutes to do something heroic and register to be an organ donor by saying yes at lifebank.org. Literally, someone's life is depending on it.